Welcome back to Mingus on Tech. It's March 9th, 2017. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive News Editor with Computer World. I'm here with Matt Hamblin, Computer World's Matt Hamblin, who is just back from Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. We're going to talk about all things mobile today, smartphones, smart cities, and what's going on. I should note also that we're on Facebook Live, so if you've got questions, please pop them into the uh, comment section and we'll see if we can answer them. We're also on YouTube Live. Got questions, same thing. So, Matt, Barcelona, Mobile World Congress, lots going on this year. Uh, any main theme that uh, emerged from the show that you can, you can tease out for us? Yeah, there were some main themes. Uh, one of the big trends with those is... So the Chinese makers. Is that and Huawei? Huawei would be one of 25 manufacturers based in China that makes smartphones. So, okay. And they are third in the world now, and that's kind of a big deal. That was quick, right? Because you, you said in one of your stories that just a couple of years ago, they were still trying to tell people who they were and how to pronounce their name. Yeah, they had, they had people lecturing you on the pronunciation in the booth at Mobile World Congress. Okay. And I remember that vividly because I... So anyway, uh, so no, and 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 you know they're tenth in the U.S. and and the the but they're having trouble gaining ground in the U.S. Right? Isn't that one of the things? I mean, they would like to you know to 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 do better in 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 the states, but they haven't really been able to sort of duplicate their worldwide success here in the U.S. Well, it's a big, it's a complex reason. Um, Some of the analysts have pointed out that they are copyright laws that they. Uh, Apple and Samsung okay. are willing to uh, sue over. Uh, you know, Samsung and Apple are the biggest in the U.S. and the biggest in the world. So, but Huawei started out, according to the analysts I've interviewed, uh, you know, by selling cheaper phones, and then they okay. came out with this P10 and P10 Plus. This time, they're in the 650 above range. Hey, they're, Matt, can we? Can you get a little closer to the mic for us? Sorry, oh, there you go. Yeah, we can't yeah. hear you. Okay, we good. go on or start over. Oh, no, no, keep, keep going. going. Yep. Anyway. So. Uh, the P10? Yeah, P10? no, it, they're, they're in the high end, okay. and they're not going to be sold by the, the carriers in the U.S., but you can get it unlocked. You know, it might work on the AT&T network. I didn't check out every band, but it's, uh, you know, it's a quite a good phone. It's okay. a beautiful phone. I mean, it's this, you know, brushed metal, and it has a great size. It's got these uh, dual cameras in the back that kind of imitate what uh, is going on with the portrait mode in the iPhone. In the iPhone. 7, 7 Plus, right? Yep. And I think the... You know, so they're doing the innovative things. They sold the the Mate 9 in the U.S., and so that's kind of knocked them out of selling this one. And that was only announced three months ago, I think. So anyway, the point is they are here, but it's questionable how big they would become. They have set a goal to be the number one phone maker in the world in five years. And I've heard people say that's not unrealistic. Well, I was just going to say if they've gone from almost nowhere two or three years ago to number three worldwide... Yeah. You know, they're obviously on the right track. Yeah. So um, do you know who's one and two? Apple and Samsung. In that order? No. Last quarter, Apple was first, yep. and, but just by the barest amount. Okay. And then, but it's always been Samsung. I remember Android is 85% of the world. Right. So, you know, Apple's known as a high-end maker, and they're really big in the U.S., but, you know, I mean, it's challenging for all of these, for them to be in China and India. I yeah. mean, not, they've done it, but... It's challenging. It's interesting. One of the uh, the stories, in fact, it was the story you had this week, which I thought was really interesting. You know, when you when you think about Mobile World Congress, you're thinking about phones and and you know, 5G and things like that. But something you had you had brought out in this story was that 
phones are so much now about the cameras yeah. that are built into them. In fact, there was one, uh, I think it was the Sony phone you mentioned, had a rear-facing camera that was, n- I think, 19 megapixels and could shoot at like <laughs> 960. It, it, what it was basically was one thirty-second of real time so for super, 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 super slow motion, Yeah, which I thought was fascinating. And it's interesting that, you know, I mean, obviously you see this every year when Apple rolls out the iPhone. They're always talking about the camera and the portrait mode and the things that they can do. Is that something you that we're going to see continuing as a trend? That yeah, no, they, they do surveys. I mean, these guys do so much market research before they make a phone or before they once they're making it and then they they refine it before it comes out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cameras are in, uh, well in the U.S. and in Western Europe, uh, where people spend more on their phones, they're looking for size, brand, and camera is like third. Oh, oh really? Okay. And, and you know, like size of screen, re- resolution of screen, but size of the, like like you know the form factor narrower and longer is kind of what we saw this year so um <clears throat> that's the sony x2 premium is what right. that is that's the one yeah 135 angle you know and it's got the dual it's got the dual uh i got a, i got a heads up yep um anyway do we have a question by chance yeah, we have a question about 5G network. I was just waiting for you guys to wrap up. Okay, well, that's fine. We'll get to we'll get to that in just a second. Anyway, so back to the uh, the cameras real quick. Yeah, no, no. Uh, it's a it's it's you know it's it's dual cameras in the rear. Like you said, it's a big deal. And uh, you know, this is uh, the reason the camera is something that they can sell. Uh, is that it's something people can get their hands around rather than just some you know arcane chip inside or some new feature. Right. You know what the camera can do. They can show the photos. They if, they, sh- if they even introduce one new feature like portrait mode, that's something that you can actually pick up and see in the store yeah. or on leading. So, you know, and it's hard for me to judge... Okay, my processor's running 10% faster. I mean, that's Everybody hard. wants faster processors, but prove it, you know, yeah, when yeah. you're using your phone. Yeah. Or even the sound quality, you yeah. know. So that's hard to prove. So, yeah, they were a big deal. I mean, there were tons of Chinese manufacturers with big booths at this, this show. Oppo, you know, uh, the, you know, all these other ones. Are, there, are, these, are these Chinese manufacturers also looking to break into the U.S. market? I or? doubt it. And, okay. and mostly it's because they're doing the middle and lower tier cost phones. So. Okay. Let's, let's pop over to 5G as a, as a topic real quick because I had, I had mentioned that. And I, it's one of those things that to me at least, seems to be sort of perpetually, it's about to roll out, they're doing some tests, it's going to, you know. So what's, what's, the, what's the question we have, Doug? I think it was just more of a generic question about oh, you're 5G getting a live and where phones are going. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> okay, well, there's 5G in the world, and then there's 5G in the U.S. And okay. What's I mean, the difference? I mean, well, <laughs> what we care about is what's in the U.S. because of our audience, because I'm here, but... I think uh, the big players are going to be Verizon and AT and T. Okay. I mean, they have which makes sense. Ninety percent of the well, eighty percent of the market. Yeah. So, um, you know, we have Verizon saying they're going to go with their their non-standard approach, and they're all introducing trials. I think Verizon has two cities, and AT and T has a, eleven cities. AT and T is going to hang on for a more uh, the standards approved approach. Okay. Which. I mean, I'm not going to say one is better than the other. I mean, if you're already a Verizon customer, <laughs> what, you won't be switching to the other side 
just to I, make sure you're getting the standard 5G rather than the non-standard well, 5G. Well, and, and you know, the, but there is an incredible speed increase. I mean, the promise is great, but 2020. I mean, you know, you could have three more, three more jobs by the time this this comes out. I mean, right. you could be working for them by then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so <laughs> no, I, no, I like I, where I am. Wait, no, what? no, no, it's not. About what do you that? know that I don't know? <laughs> it's where am not, I going? I'm talking about our our listeners. Got so it. Anyway, no, I and, and uh, you know, this is uh, uh, it's really great to be on top of what they're trying to do with it, but. Uh, it's off in the future still. It's yeah. still several. So let, uh, maybe we should just define real quickly. I mean, so right now, most everything is 4G, LTE. Yeah, 4G. and there are improvements on the LGG Advanced, and, and that's what, remember, Verizon was talking about, took them to the top. But the truth is, all of these independent surveys show that all four major carriers are doing well in the U.S. In with, terms of bandwidth, you know, uh, connectivity. Whether the call goes through, whether the text goes through. You know, the speed of the data. So there's, you know, many criteria, six criteria. I mean, some of the testers do millions of tests a year. So they're going into cities. And, and you know, so the, the real story is a financial one. The growth in revenue from people buying service, wireless service, yeah. is static. I mean, it's growing. But it's not what it was. So they have to find other things to do. And, to entice and, you to spend more money for theoretically better bandwidth or well, faster downloads. Well, and, and, and they'll have that. And this is a big, this is, they spend billions of dollars on this stuff. So it's not small. But, you know, both AT&T and Verizon, this kind of a segue into another topic that came up, was they had in their booths all the things that they're doing that are these little new revenue generators. Like okay. they're, they're pushing the fact that they're content makers now. Remember? Yeah. AOL Everybody Verizon. is, it seems like. Okay, well, so, you know, if, if other things are static and you know, you're not growing at 20%, uh, 2%, 5%, then they'll say, okay, we're going to do content. And AOL had, you know, Katie Couric <laughs> on a big screen. I mean, it was right in their booth. I mean, yeah. they were showing things like they're doing smart city stuff. Well, like, so what? So is is the content that they're creating is, is that smart city stuff or is it something? No, else? no, that's separate. It's separate. Okay. I just meant that they're trying all sorts of new things, and this is these are our guys here in the U.S. Yep. I mean, everybody, but especially them. Okay, you know, one of the questions that comes up because obviously when you're when you're at MWC, it's it's a, a global, worldwide sort yeah. of audience. You've got all these manufacturers, many of them we've never heard of. Um, and yet you've got a big player like Apple, which just isn't there. I yeah. Mean. No, I'm sure they're there, and I'm sure they meet with customers. And this is a great – you know, people make deals at these shows. This is why they do them because then if they have an Asian customer, they come to Spain, yep. and then they don't have to fly over, you know, or All whatever. Yeah, and this is really why a lot of vendors are there. I mean, there's a ton of press. It's really impressive. I mean – Literally, I'd say two thousand press were trying to get into the Samsung thing. Well, and, you, and there was was it was it Huawei or something? There was another <laughs> yes, one Huawei. that you could they, not. There were like lines out the door to get you know, in. They, they wouldn't let them in. There was a lot of yelling and pushing. It was funny. It's it nasty it, out there. Well, not not like I was expecting. Let's put it that way. I kept my temper. Okay, and there were a few others that I know by name who did yeah. not. So. Okay, um, one of the things that had come up too was that some of these older names were being sort of resurfaced by some yeah. of the brands and. Um, you know what were what's well, going on there? Well, okay, you got you got Moto, yeah, the brand that is Lenovo of China. Okay. okay, and they picked up the Motorola brand and they call it Moto, and they're adding all these mods. Yeah. And so they had a couple of new phones. These these are the low price phones. Right. But the mods are expensive, and you know they're even talking about it, putting a mod on there that will let you print out on a piece of paper what you had on your screen or or any image in your storage. It, Why would you want to do that? 
Well, I, I think they're trying. Here's a picture of my screen. Is it just another one of these things that they're trying to do incremental to make it, you know, something yeah. that they can sell? They can use. Oh, it absolutely, sell? absolutely. But it's cool. But then, yeah, you're exactly right. What's the audience? What's the market? Yeah. And and then you know they have a lot of really cool stuff like a better camera and better sound and modular. Then there was uh, well we mentioned already. Uh, oh, BlackBerry. I was, uh, yeah, I was their ask TLC about that. is their licensee in Chinese, and they're uh, they came out with a. Key one. I'm sorry, I can't remember it. No. But it's a long, narrow phone with a beautiful touchscreen with, with, with 52 right? keys down at the bottom. I Those think. must be really small keys, though. Well, they claim they're not any smaller than they ever were okay. in the past. But I tried it. Okay, I get. I don't. I'm never going to be the guy who thumbs. You know, yeah. with both thumbs. I'm going to always be hunting and pecking with one finger and. Uh, even when it's on touchscreen. I mean, I just am not that fast. And <laughs> I'm slower than you think. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I, I called them crammed. I mean, and I okay. and everyone else around said, oh, no, no, they're not crammed. It's like I'm going, yeah, but you're selling this. You right. Know? Well, of course they're going to say that. Well, I mean, so what kind of reaction did it get? Did people, did, you know, was the reaction like this is BlackBerry just trying to be BlackBerry again and trying to Yeah, no, I, I'm not sure what their long-term play is. I do think they know that they have 65 million customers around the world, and a yeah. bunch of those people love a physical keyboard. Yeah. Well, and that's why they're still with BlackBerry, I presume. Yeah. Well, BlackBerry's got Android now as an OS, yeah. but this is an Android phone. But it's, um, <clears throat> they are, you know, they have all that security that they've layered on over the years. Yeah. Not so much the exacts, like QNX is not part of it. It's not their OS, but they're the engineers that have done all the security for these years yeah. and years in Waterloo are you know, the ones that are working on this. So you can make the sale to the enterprise customer or the government customer. Got it. That this is a high-quality phone, and you have these 50-year-old guys <laughs> that are thumbing, or whatever they're doing. Young I mean, kids. No, no, I have lots of friends that are much younger than me that love a physical keyboard. It's not, not lots, but it's some. And, you know, this is, uh, I mean, I think it's a questionable market, but, right. but it is a Well, given market. where the rest of the market has gotten, it, it sounds like what you're saying was something like the... Uh, the BlackBerry is that it has, you know, a smaller market share, obviously, but they're very devoted fans for this yeah. device. Yeah, the, the other third one that was uh, the old timer trying to live a new life was uh, HMD is making a Nokia phone, a yeah. 3, 5, and 6. Was that the out. one in the, in the colors, the, the yellow, red, and uh, there were like some bold colors with that one? Um, they are all talking about colors. Okay. Again, you got to sell something, <laughs> no, so right? Huawei went on for 15 minutes about the color green, and I think they lost a few of the reporters. Okay. That, <laughs> I like so, green I mean, as much as any other color. No, it's a kind of lime, you know, it's that chartreuse, whatever uh, that is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't and, like that. I'm not sure this is, yeah, it's, but, you know, they all try a new thing. And, and, and I would say that the camera is more important than the color, but, because a lot of people put a cover on their phone and they never see the color, but. Yep. Where is my phone? I've you got, got a question in the audience. Question back yes, here. okay. Uh, what were your thoughts on the phones from Nokia and BlackBerry? Do they have a shot or is it just a retro nostalgia thing? Oh, well, you I mean, that's kind it. of the ultimate, yeah. Uh, I haven't really, I mean. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Nokia. I mean, yeah. I don't know what what their long-term plan is, but there's no question there are buyers in the $200 range, 200 to 300, or even 159, uh, that, that, you know, starter phones. 
Right. And I'm not for BlackBerry, of course, but BlackBerry's phone, by the way, is a high-end phone. That is a high-end phone. So so the, the Moto and the Nokia's are lower cost. Lower end, and it sounds like one of the things that they're trying to do to stand out is, is sort of do this kind of retro future thing. So it's, you know, it's hard to believe that, uh, well, a brand is that so 10 years ago would be retro now. But Yeah, but a brand is so important. Yeah. I mean, if you can walk into a store or look on a website and you say, oh, I've heard of that brand. I mean, it's like, that's bringing the customer a lot further along. I mean, let's face it. So much of this tech is about the marketing, and you know the yeah. brand is so much behind it. Right, because obviously many of the phones have basically the same chip, the same camera, well, the same I mean, screen. Yeah. The I mean, I love my phone. I mean, I can email on it, I can browse on it, I can call on it. What I do you, our mobile wireless expert, have for a phone? I should ask that. Uh, you would ask. Uh, now I have the Apple iPhone 7, but not the Plus. Okay. And I got that kind of after talking to you a little bit, because oh, you were kind of no. leaning the way. No, it's so much bigger than the 5 I had. Yeah. That it's noticeably different in size, not so much bigger, but it's enough that it's really helping me with, uh, you know, typing, for example. Right. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, I really hate the fact that they took out the jack, but I'm kind of adapting to it. I can't power up my phone at the same time I'm listening to my music. Right. Okay. Horrible. Okay. I mean, you know, there, I mean, I could get the ear, the wireless. You got to get the wireless ear. I mean, that, what is it, one fifty nine? Okay. So, uh, and one other phone that I wanted to ask about was the uh, LG G six. I think. Yeah. That was was that the one that's it's longer. It's got a, a big screen. Aspect, aspect ratio is eighteen to nine, and they're saying this is what a lot of the new filmmakers are using for their aspect ratio. So they were going on and on about that, and it's like I'm going well. If I'm really that into movies, I don't think I'm going to use my phone to watch it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't if mean you're on a plane, you might. But, yeah. Or no, I've watched entire movies on my phone, which is, you know, can be costly unless you're on Wi-Fi. But I, you know, I think that, oh, yeah, it's a beautiful phone. It, and I know Barb uh, Krasnoff on our staff did a hands-on review where she kind of liked that yep. size. And yep. so size matters. It really does. And, and a lot of people... Still in the U.S., people go to the store. I right. mean, this is they want to. I mean, they want to try it out. They need and, to feel the phone and see how it I really mean, works. I mean, they have a lot of online buyers, but you know, there's really no other market in the world where the carriers have so much control as they do here as in the U.S. Okay. Um, moving on, sort of shifting gears a little bit. You know, one of the things that also seemed to come up a lot at MWC this year was the move towards smart cities. Yeah, you know, I know that you, you've you've obviously done a lot of work on this. You've been to Montreal. You've been to New York. You've done, uh, was it Seoul? Singapore. Singapore, thank you, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Um, you also did uh, something on Barcelona. Um, and it's interesting because this too seems like one of those things that's kind of constantly evolving yeah. in little places, you know, in, in discrete places rather than kind of universally. So so what's going on? Did, did Smart Cities come up at, at Oh, at yeah, they had five conference sessions on it, which is the conference sessions at, at Mobile World Congress are really vetted and they're good. I mean, you really get some meat out of them. And <clears throat> I saw one where there was the deputy CIO or the CIO from Barcelona. Uh, there was one from a uh, deputy CIO from Moscow. I mean, a uh, couple other cities were in there. Uh, Dublin, Ireland was in there. Um, and they were, you know, it was like what we love to do at Computer World was talk to the actual managers that are going to implement the technology, you know, yeah. instead of the vendors. And no thing against the vendors, but they were, you know, they all admitted it's been very slow going to get governments along. I mean, their own governments. You know, do, they, do you think it's because you know it's difficult for people to understand 
what a smart city is, how it can save yeah. a city money. I mean, you know, you, you, you've written or uh, talked extensively about like the, you know, you've got the light poles with fixtures and things yeah. that can sort of yeah. dictate when the lights come on and off and you can turn them on when people are around or cars are around, but turn them off and save money. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I wonder if it would be helpful to people. Let's explain what a smart city yeah, is. Yeah, no, it's a it's great question. It, there are, all these city governments are devoting attention to new technology with sensors that's made available over cheaper wireless networks, and 5G is going to help them in that regard. But some sensors don't need that fast a speed. They can go back to the 2G. And anyway, the sensors are kind of the secret. They're okay. kind of secret sauce. I mean, you can get a sensor, you know, a little chip is $5, $150 to put it on your, your lamppost, but it could be a video sensor it could be a real camera or something that just measures movement, mm-hmm. you know, visually, not not by wireless. And it could be uh, just a you know Bluetooth sensor. It could yep. be then there are sensors that are doing all sorts of things like measuring air pollution, measuring noise, measuring gunshot sounds. New York City is doing that. Really? Yeah, yeah. And and it is proven to these cops that this is helping respond to crimes. A lot of people will hear a gunshot. And not know it's a gunshot. They They'll think, think it's a backfire or something. Yeah, like that. and and so uh, Los Angeles is talking about putting one every ten blocks on the light poles that they've already upgraded. So to listen out for gunshots. Yeah, okay. and and this is just enough spacing out that they could take the data and pass it on to the cops, and it might mean the difference of three minutes to get to the scene. Or which could be critical if someone's yeah, been shot. Yeah, exactly. And that's their rationale. They're just thinking about it. It's not there yet. Um, I mean, you know, people are doing stuff with technology in these cities that's beyond just the sensors. Uh, Moscow has, for example, really exciting thing where they, they're using machine learning to let a computer decide the difference between a photograph, a, a CT scan of a lung that has lung cancer versus mm-hmm. a healthy one. And they've reached a 97% accuracy rate with that. Wow. And then okay. so what they won't do, they won't use the computer to check for lung cancer. They'll, they'll use it as a, a tip. Way to filter out the well, real. Well, and they might be working with young doctors that need some sort of other, you know, second opinion. I mean, you know, you're not going to go right into surgery if you're diagnosed with lung cancer. You're going to look into it more deeply. But, uh, you know, that's very exciting. I mean, of course, in that city, they run the clinics. There's 500 clinics. So they've, they've come up with a technique that's going to save them costs. They've done all sorts of stuff there. Um, they have 160,000 cameras focused on the public. <laughs> well, it, it is Moscow. You <laughs> no, know, no, they do want to well, know what no, people are doing. I, I think but they, I'm not so sure that that's different from what's really happening around here. As more and well, more we have no sensors. idea because we're being watched. But um, I mean, it's like my phone is, you know, I mean. Wait, okay. Let me put on my paranoid hat here. <laughs> you know, we got the paranoid hat. So yeah. it, it, it's so true. Um, I mean. London, five years ago, there was a major reaction to that. But you go to London today, nobody talks about it. Right. So, and they have a lot of cameras. It becomes part of the background after a while. I mean, if you can do like they did in Boston and found two bombers at the marathon by using video, mm-hmm. aren't you going to say, wow, I'm all for it? This is a good and thing. the city of Atlanta has that, that reaction. I've, I've been kind of looking at the political sort of uh, social side of, of smart cities. And a big thing that's happening, you know, in addition to Atlanta, I was trying to say, they... They want the cameras, you know, they, the, the citizens groups have come forward. So, I mean, I don't know how many they're going to have. You mean they want them for, for protection or that they feel that in it, crime it, areas. Yeah, it bolsters public safety. Yeah, yeah. And, and in Moscow, they've been giving tickets, but they've also been checking up on, like, are the crews picking up the trash? I mean, is the park 
Park. Isn't it also too that you know some of these sensors can help with um, traffic flow? Oh yeah. So in in Montreal, we found that um, they're putting in uh, more buses and more bus lanes, but they're also slowing down. Uh, they're they're giving a green light to the bus, so it's real time. And they you know they're they're going to have all these measurements that say, okay, we're mounting up traffic on this avenue. Let's give more priority to the buses. It's New York's testing. I think a lot of cities have been testing it. The difference is that they're using cheaper sensors. Sometimes they don't have to upgrade their whole network to do this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're trying to come up with sort of a universal node that sits on a pole that that, that can be expanded with all sorts of different sensors. Is, okay. is, that, is that part of the issue, too, is that there are so many different types of sensors and ways of implementing them that there's no real standardization yeah. right now? Yeah. And therefore, you've got different cities trying something with crime, something with traffic, something with, uh, you know, the, it the, is. the health issues in Moscow or pollution. And, and so you've got all this experimentation, but in terms of something that's actually going to roll out to multiple cities and you know and do lots of things at the same time that's that sounds like that's a long ways down the road well and you know i mean cities fight for themselves they're doing this to say oh i've got an economic uh, advantage by having a, a better higher tech community i mean that's mm -hmm. so they're fighting against each other in a way there are consortiums and they do share information and that's kind of coming up, but it has been slow. And I think we're just kind of like with a lot of things at Computer World, you know, we're like two years ahead when we're writing about it because it's going to catch on, but it isn't going to be like the United States is going to have every city be smart city. But that's that's what they're trying to do in Russia. Actually, they're trying to bring every other city up to the level of Moscow. OK, interesting so it's sort of thing that maybe, uh, you know, we definitely want to keep our eye on it. I know you'll be keeping your eyes on it. Um, anything else, you know, before we before we wrap up from from MWC that uh, we should think about or that people should be aware of in terms of, you know, what may be coming over the next year or two in terms of mobile, or have we covered it? Well, we've covered a lot. There there were there were a few companies that were showing off security you can put on your home devices to keep them from being listened to. Okay. Well, you know, especially given the word <laughs> this week, you, maybe I need something for my TV. So that's it's how we're getting, that's where we're getting the headlines. We go to the show, 10 days later there's a headline yep. that, that hits. So Okay, great. All right. Well, wow. That's that is a lot to take in, but yeah. uh, Matt, thank you so much for stopping yeah, by for you. Mobile World Congress and uh, we'll have you back probably before the next show. Yeah, very good. I hope so. I look forward to it. And uh, no, no further questions from the audience, as best we can tell. So right. on that note, we'll call it a day. That's a wrap.